We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, welcome into the vault. I'm Bobby Trossett. It is Monday, March 27th, and I have a special instant reaction episode coming up for you, which is powered by our friends at GameDayMindset.com, a local to Baltimore sports apparel company designed for overall performance and local athletes. You can check out what they offer by visiting www.GameDayMindset.com. We appreciate their support for what we're building here in Baltimore. Let's get to it. As always, welcome back or welcome in for the first time. There is a lot to discuss because Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson has officially and formally announced that he has requested a trade from the organization that he spent the last five seasons with, and it came via Twitter. This specific statement here, again, from LJ Era 8 on Twitter, it read as the following. A letter to my fans. I want to first thank you all for all the love and support you consistently show towards me. All of you are amazing, and I appreciate you all so much. I want you all to know not to believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions in regards to my future plans. As of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value any and everyone that has met me or been around me knows that I love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. You all are great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I, no matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. That coming down right around 1048 a.m. Eastern on Monday again, March 27th, which is smack dab in the middle of the annual league's owner meetings in Phoenix, where essentially the entire NFL world is right now, especially from a media standpoint. So as that came down, John Harbaugh just so happened to be meeting with the media. And I say that with a little bit of a tone because I think this was strategic. This was savvy. This was a tactic. This was this this was something that was clearly talked about within Lamar Jackson's camp, and this is how John Harbaugh found out about the tweet itself. John, Lamar just tweeted uh, as of March second, he requested a trade from the Ravens organization. Uh, it's like there's a Twitter thread that just went up. Can you comment on that? I haven't seen the tweet. It's an ongoing process. Uh, I'm, I'm following it very closely, just like everybody else is here, and. Uh, 
looking forward to a resolution. I'm excited thinking about Lamar all the time, thinking about him as our quarterback. We're building our offense around that idea, and uh, I'm just looking forward to getting back to football, and I'm confident that's going to happen. Do you anticipate him being your quarterback in week one? Uh, I do. You know, you gotta you got to plan for all the contingencies for sure, but uh, I'm pretty – I'm pretty fired up about Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson is a great player. Lamar uh, came back in great shape last year. He's fired up to play. Uh, that's the Lamar that I'm looking for, looking forward to seeing. Can't wait to get back on the grass and go to work, and I'm confident that's going to happen. So, again, just to be clear, Lamar's tweets were released and sent out as John was sitting down. So, as you could sort of hear in his voice, he didn't know that they were out. Now, obviously, he knew that the – Trade had been formally requested several weeks back prior to the franchise tag deadline window, by the way, March 2nd. So he knew of it, but he didn't know that Lamar was going public with it until right then and there. And as Adam Schefter noted on Twitter, yeah, the announcement came at the exact same time that he sat down to speak to reporters at the league's annual owners meetings. And Jeff Darlington went on to write the following too. I'm not saying Lamar did this intentionally. I have no idea. And I'm not entirely, entirely sure why he would, but it's nothing if not fascinating that Lamar tweeted a three week old trade request at literally the moment his head coach sat down in front of 28 reporters and several cameras. I'll take it a step further. Again, speaking for myself, not Sarah, who is uh, in Japan at the moment with her family for the next couple of weeks on vacation. Uh, This was, this had to have been strategic. He knew what he was doing. His camp knew what he was doing. And ultimately, my viewpoint on this is because there's been such a lack of interest reportedly since he became available two weeks ago, this to me is the latest mechanism, the latest way of trying to drum up some interest. And we'll see if it ends up working for Lamar because it hasn't so far. His approach hasn't so far because there there haven't been teams calling for what we know, from, from what we understand and following this thing closely and listening to the national reporters and reading the tea leaves, there hasn't been a ton of interest. Listen to what Ian Rappaport said about the move itself that Lamar made to release this statement as John was sitting down. No, it did not sound like Harbaugh knew. Now, of course, he know, he's known the trade request. The organization has known the trade request for uh, a little under a month now, but I assume it was Lamar Jackson hitting send on his own tweets. I mean, there's no reason to believe that it wasn't, and if that is the case, it was probably the most calculated, savvy move that he has made through this entire saga. And of all the things we learned today, Mike, the trade request was one. Uh, you know, there had been some some rumors, some murmurs of a possible trade request, I would say, over the last couple of weeks. And, and my understanding of the way it was, was Lamar saying, if you don't want to pay me, then trade me. So it was more of a trade suggestion than a trade demand, I would say. But, but learning that Lamar Jackson can be calculated and basically enter the fray in a way he has not previously was, to me, as significant as anything. I couldn't agree more. It was savvy. It was calculated. It was strategic. That's those are my opinions. And, and I, and obviously the ball is now in the Ravens court in terms of how they'll respond. Again, the entire organization is together right now in Phoenix. So they're very easily accessible. And you wonder specifically, if you think back to last year, when Steve Bashotti, the last time he met with local reporters, chose to do so at last year's owner meetings and and said what he said about Deshaun Watson, making it known how he felt about the deal that Cleveland gave to their quarterback. So you wonder if he uses this year's meetings 
and this year's access to the reporters that are right then and there uh, in person as a way of responding. I'll be very, very curious to see uh, how things shake out in that regard. Now, more from the, uh, again, John Harbaugh met with the media for over 27 minutes. The majority of the questions were related to Lamar. I've pulled a couple of them, but if you want to go listen to the entire thing, which was, again, I think over 27 minutes, you can go do so on Facebook or YouTube uh, just by searching the Ravens channel platforms. But uh, Harbs was asked essentially about if he's been frustrated with the business side of things when it comes to Lamar's tactics. No, I, I, I answered that really actually with a firm no. I mean, I just understand that this is how it works. I mean, Lamar is a great guy, and Lamar's doing a nice job with the negotiations, and I think that needs to be said. People need to understand he's doing a good job, okay? And Eric's doing a good job. And, and Eric's getting advice from Ozzy and from Steve, and all those things are being discussed. And yeah, I'm involved in those conversations too, so I know where we're at. There really is no frustration other than the natural, normal, hey, this is how pro football works, you know? And it's probably easier than college football. They got the transfer portal. I'd just like to be dealing with that. So I, I feel okay about this. It's going to be all right. Yeah, we have contracts, so that's good. The transfer portal is insane right now in college athletics specifically. I mean, look at what's going on in college basketball right now with how much parity there is. But uh, again, I think one main takeaway that I observed from from Harbaugh's, you know, over 20 minutes answering these questions was really a, a way of. I don't know if deflecting is the right word, but downplaying the significance of everything that that happened prior with Lamar and and really pointing at the business side of of this business away from the football field. And he expressed optimism. He expressed positivity. And it, it was really fascinating to watch this play out in real time, knowing that he wasn't even aware of the tweets that had come down from Lamar. And this was a, again, this was calculated. This was savvy. And this was strategic, a, 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 a very pointed move made by Lamar and his camp at a time where they knew that, that, that Harbaugh was about to meet with the media. They're trying to, to drum up some interest at this point, because of the lack of interest, they're trying to do whatever it takes. This was the latest mechanism the latest way of drumming up interest for what's been a very very quiet first two weeks of availability when it comes to negotiating for Lamar Harbs also talked about the uh, monetary aspects of, of why this has obviously been a stalemate and said this With, uh, Lamar, he's saying that the team is not meeting his value so this is not a team thing. This is not a Baltimore thing. It's just he's underlining that this is monetary. So what room do you think that there is to get closer to what he feels like is his value so that this situation can be massaged by the time that you guys need to focus on football things? Right. Well, and to me, that's a very good question and a very good point because really at the end, that's the important thing. I mean, you got you got two sides that, that appreciate each other here, you know, and I think I, I think you know Lamar believes in us and we believe in Lamar and, and we know where we want to go forward. So it's a monetary thing that can be figured out, that can be worked out. That's just a matter of negotiating and I think we just continue down that road and eventually it'll get it'll 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 work out. There's always gonna be creative ways to figure that stuff out. How creative are we talking though? Because we all know that the holdup is related to guaranteed money, but interesting there that uh Harb's essentially saying that uh that the numbers are flexible and there's wiggle room there there that that, that that they can work with them interesting interesting when it comes to 
what we know is on the table, right? 133 million fully guaranteed, uh, which would be the second richest contract in NFL history awarded to a player aside from Deshaun Watson. So how much wiggle room becomes the question. And certainly now as, as Lamar has put his ultimate feeler out there that he is available, you wonder if that changes whatsoever. Chris Mortensen from ESPN, who was responsible for putting those figures uh, out back in what September, he and Adam Schefter's reporting back in September of 2022 tweeted out a few interesting comments from the league owners meetings that I felt uh, probably should be discussed here a little bit. And he wrote the following. If Lamar was truly on the trade market, he would generate more than two first round picks. We all probably agree with that. Look at the recent quarterback trades involving Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. He's only 26 and he's box office. Perhaps his public actions today spurs real traction and creativity. A few teams, owners included, have discussed Jackson's case. One team was hesitant regarding number of games, snaps, and practices missed the last two to three years versus the money invested. Also wonder whether his sleep habits and nutrition contribute to his absences. Nobody speaks ill of his character. And this is an interesting wrinkle because we've known these things. We've heard these rumblings over the years when it comes to Lamar, his off-field habits, right? Again, whether it be related to his nutrition, his sleep schedule, um, his health well-being because of some of his just daily decision-making. Now, we we've also seen that come out in the form of random illnesses that seem to come to fruition maybe a couple times a year. He definitely caught COVID several times. He has certainly been unavailable down the stretch when it matters most back-to-back seasons. Nobody can argue that, but is that nutrition related or more so the freak nature of football being that both plays happened because he was essentially flushed out of the pocket especially with the PCL sprain last year. So again, I I don't want to use Lamar's habits off the field as a way of bringing up as to, you know, why teams are apprehensive, but just know this is reporting done from the league's owners meetings. And it's not just the guaranteed money aspect of things that could be, and what he wants, right? Because we all know that's a major that that's there's a major disagreement in Baltimore when it comes to fully guaranteed money. But all I'm saying is there are other potential reasons as to why Lamar uh, hasn't gotten interest from teams other than the fully guaranteed contract aspect. Just making that clear. Sarah Ellison tweeted out the following just within the last couple of minutes since I went on to tape this. It is literally, I'm taping this after two o'clock on of the 27th, two, two o'clock in the afternoon. It is currently 3.08 a.m. local time in Tokyo. So I don't think she's sleeping very much. But she quote tweeted uh, Jeff Zarebik's column, which was captioned, uh, Lamar requests trade from the Ravens. Who has the leverage and which teams could be a fit? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sarah quotes Jeff and writes, quote, it's worth asking if Lamar was hearing what he wanted to hear and generating the interest that he wanted, why would he feel the need to go public with a trade demand? Marquise Brown and Hayden Hurst have gotten their trade request granted by doing it privately. Quote, today's move suggests things aren't exactly going in the right direction. And he or whoever is advising him felt the need to play hardball, close quote. And that right there is at the epicenter of everything that we've watched play out throughout the course of today so far. Again, the tweet went out at 1048 a.m. To me, this is yet another last ditch effort. I'm not saying there's a lot of time, by the way. And one point of clarification, too, that Sarah and I were texting about last week that I wanted to make clear. July 17th is the deadline for Lamar to sign a long-term extension with the Ravens or any other team for that matter. After that, he can sign a one-year offer sheet or the franchise tag, which is the non-exclusive one that's on the table, up until week 10 of the season. So just to be clear there. Uh, but to me, what Jeff is getting at here is what this is all about. He's not happy he and his camp are not happy with the lack of interest and they're trying to do whatever possible to drum up something, to drum up something. Now, Field Yates, point of clarification as well. If the Ravens oblige Lamar's trade request, the terms of the deal would not automatically be two first round picks, as would be the case if a team signs him to an offer sheet. As long as Jackson signs his franchise tag tender, any terms can be agreed to for more or less than two first round draft selections. So just keep that in mind. I thought Spencer Schultz put something out that was relatively thought provoking on Twitter as well. He writes, did Baltimore use the non-exclusive tag because Jackson requested a trade, making it easier to, ex to execute a trade with a lower cap hit in anticipation of a long trade process? Perhaps. He goes on to write that the exclusive tag would have been over 45 million against the cap five days prior to the draft. Instead, it's just north of 32 million with a non-exclusive tag. And then you've heard Sarah and I mentioned Jason Fitzgerald from over the cap uh, many times before he tweeted before everyone goes crazy about Jackson requesting a trade. These kind of things happen often in contract disputes, a pay me or trade may trade me. If you will, sometimes it does lead to a trade often. It does not. So if you're out there thinking that today is doomsday, when it comes to Lamar's future in Baltimore, I'm not there yet. This is business. And, and this was a savvy move. This was hardball as, as Jeff Zarebek alluded to, this was hardball move made by Lamar and the Ravens. Uh, I should say just by Lamar and his camp, 
But the bottom line is it doesn't necessarily mean that his time in Baltimore is coming to an end. He's trying to gain leverage. He's trying to drum up some interest, trying to do whatever, whatever it takes at this point, basically to find his value. There's been plenty of reaction, of course, throughout the league, both past and present Ravens checking in on Twitter, Tony Jefferson, former safety. In my opinion, I think at this point, it's best Lamar and the Ravens go their separate ways. It's been a hell of a ride. Lamar is the best talent I've, I've seen or been around and someone whom players love to play for. It's in his best interest. It's in best interest for both sides to move in a different direction. Patrick Queen, Ravens linebacker. He was in the news earlier this offseason for stripping some of his social media of all things Ravens. We'll see. He's under contract for 2023. He quote tweeted Lamar's statement and said, my boy, you know what it is. Ravens fullback Pat Ricard checking in. We love you, Lamar. This is this. And he basically put up another tweet suggesting that this is just business. This is the side of business that you hate. But this is how it happens in the NFL. And if you haven't already done so, go check out my recent one-on-one conversation with Pat. I, I thought he shed great light on Lamar, some awesome insight from last season, and ultimately was really fair, professional, and respectful while still giving tremendous insight on Lamar and even kind of shared a little bit about uh, what he saw from him last year, demeanor-wise, and what we all know was a contract year and a big, noisy year uh, from the outside for Lamar. So those are some of the player reactions so far. Obviously, this is a situation where y- you kind of get the sense that it's nowhere near uh, resolved at this point. You also get the sense that the Ravens will have some sort of response uh, to what went down today with Lamar and his camp. You wonder when that happens, if that happens, and how it happens. Just want to make sure I'm refreshing Twitter to make sure that everything is as fresh as I can possibly get here. Cause again, it, it, things are fluid uh, right now, very much so. But again, I just want to make clear Kadri Ismail from uh, local Baltimore media corp, of course, former Ravens wide receiver, former Super Bowl winning Ravens wide receiver is going to join me later on tonight to give his reaction to all this, get a player perspective, somebody who is still tied in with the organization. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but let me tell you, this is business. At the end of the day, this is business. And do I think that Lamar is happy right now? No, I don't. I think he's extremely frustrated. And I think both sides are extremely frustrated, but it doesn't necessarily mean that his time in Baltimore is over. As EDC once said, it takes two to tango. And if there isn't a suitor out there for Lamar after this latest move that he made at the end of the day, there's not Baltimore is going to be the best option for Lamar and his future. Now, right now it's about value. And for him, Again, to go back to the tweets, he's saying that he doesn't think the Ravens are meeting what he and his camp feel as if is their value. What was the specific tweet written? As of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value. And any and everyone that has met me or been around me knows that I love the game of football. And my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. He goes on to say he's making a business decision. So it's, it's absolutely 
still feasible and possible that Lamar Jackson ends up in Baltimore. But this could be drawn out significantly. Holdouts could be involved, right? He's shown that he is willing to play hardball. When contract negotiations go haywire, right, and don't go a player's way in 2023, you typically find them tweeting their frustrations, which Lamar has certainly done. Then comes the trade request. And then, again, you could reach a holdout. Will Lamar hold out? He didn't last year under similar circumstances, different numbers. I get that. But with the fifth-year option and no long-term extension last year, he chose to show up to Baltimore and play. Does he choose to this year, this time around? I don't know. It sounds like he is more willing and up to take an aggressive approach. So we'll see. But the fact that let's just make something clear, just because Lamar came out with this heavy statement today doesn't necessarily mean that we're close to, to, to resolving this, that we're close to you know, finally pushing something across the finish line. Perhaps it sparks some sort of interest around the league. Like Chris Morton suggested it might. At the same time, there could be enough reservations out there from teams who, one, already handled their quarterback needy voids, uh, and also from teams who maybe, maybe just maybe view some of those things that Mort referenced, whether it be nutrition or availability or lack thereof in, in the last couple of years down the stretch, as enough to not be in on making a major major record-setting type of investment when it comes to fully guaranteed money to acquire Lamar Jackson. One thing before I go that I, I found to be really interesting is the timing of this. Wouldn't you think that Lamar probably should have announced and made this request public earlier, like prior to free agency or as free agency began? so that other teams that maybe could have been in the market for him that didn't go out and get, okay, like the Garoppolo's of the world, like Vegas or the New Orleans who went and got Carr. Who else? But, you know, some teams extended their players like the New York Giants. The Jets should be closing out Aaron Rodgers, you'd like to think. They're waiting, you know, compensation needs to be worked out on that. But that's my big question. Why did Lamar wait? Why did Lamar wait to make this official, meaning publicly official? That we may never know. As always, we appreciate you uh, for your support here on both YouTube and the audio-only podcast space. Please, if you haven't already done so, consider subscribing to our YouTube channel. You can type in The Vault a podcast covering the Baltimore Ravens, and it comes right up. Be on the lookout for, again, my one-on-one -on -one with Kadri to get his perspective on all of this. And if you haven't already done so, uh, go check out the conversation that I had with Pat Ricard last week, which I thought shed some good light into all of this and more. Busy week ahead with the owners' meetings. Busy week ahead, solo podcasting. I hope Sarah's having a great time out in Japan. Want to make sure, want to make clear that while I, while I create over the next couple of weeks without Sarah, the things that I say, whether opinions or whether they're you know, just, I don't know, thoughts that I have 
are are mine. They are my opinions, and they don't necessarily reflect that of Sarah's. Just keep that in mind over the course of the next couple of weeks. And with that, as always, thanks so much for your support. Check out what we're offering at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast if you're interested in supporting the channel. Also, we're running a special right now ahead of uh, Small Business Month, which is coming up later this spring in May. So go check that out. You can actually sponsor an episode on our podcast uh, on a monthly basis for just $49.99. It's a great way and it's our appreciate, you know, it's a way for us to show our appreciation to the local small businesses in Baltimore and beyond. Yeah.